0: Welcome to Songwriter Trists, an intimate podcast that interviews artists about the art of songwriting and find out more about the life behind the songs. I'm singer songwriter Ray Lee, your host for this show. Music saved my life, and I want to talk to other songwriters about the power of songwriting, talk about their journey and how they got to where they are today. This is a safe space to share stories, lessons, and emotions, all the great things that build an amazing song. For more information on this podcast and the guests, visit songwritertrists.com. Uh,
1: I just go by uh, Brad McCracken. My rap name, actually, my artist name is BMC. 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 People that I'm integrated with call me B. So BMC is actually more of my initials, and that's just how I, I roll. I don't, Oh, yeah? Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, welcome to a songwriter, Trist, BMC, Brad McCracken. This is really cool. I think you're my first rapper, actually.
1: Is that right? Okay, okay. That's (laughs) interesting. Okay, okay.
0: An honorable position, I promise. Um, So how I start all these podcasts is I want you, in your own words, to tell me who are you and where do you come from?
1: Okay, well... My name is Brad. Brad McCracken, BMC, uh, from the 503 Pacific Northwest. Uh, people integrate with me because they call me B. Uh, I started out in high school uh, as a dropout, actually. Um, started early, got my GED, worked my way into the medical field. Yeah. So yeah. I, I've been uh, I've been a respiratory therapist, like at the forefront of this virus, like in critical care, like ICU, probably with like wow. almost ten years of experience uh, coming up this January. So like, uh, I took an educational <laughs> route and like put the art in the background. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, I started rapping at 21 years old. I'm 31 strong now. You know, I, I just started mm-hmm. recording this last year, though. Um, mm-hmm. I met Tony Aldizzi Dizzy from Pretoria, South Africa online off a of songwriting forum. Uh, mm-hmm. We've been collaborating for about a year now on two full albums uh, Two Worlds and Nine Hours Away. Yep. Uh, basically, just um, explaining the differences and similarities between both of our worlds. Mm. Uh, between like, like the, the culture, the people, um, just about everything. We're just comparing it, just sitting at the table and really figuring it out. It's interesting.
0: Yeah, that's really cool. And I'm sure there is a lot of differences when it comes to culture, but there's also a lot of similarities when it just comes to simple humanity, you know?
1: So yeah, that's interesting. That's, that's something we've got into too. I mean, like uh, the snake of malevolence that are in people. Mm -hmm. it's 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 relevant in both cultures like there's examples like that that i could give you that like we we had long nights long talks over facebook you know video chat you know and it's daytime there and it's you know middle of the night here it's it's really weird but it's 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 a fun experience you know
0: yeah wow I, i love it and i think it's a beautiful way to connect um those two cultures as well and that's what music is so good at is just connecting when you say you started when you were 21, what, what kind of drove you to start to rap? Were you inspired by someone or what happened?
1: Well, yeah, what's interesting, um, there was a rapper from LA, California named Nipsey Hussle. He was killed. Uh, he was murdered March 31st, uh, 2019. So, I I grew up on his music. I started listening to his music because it wasn't about you know he was involved in gang activity, but it just it it was interesting because he broke out of the culture and you know tried to pursue his passion. And he was unfortunately murdered by one of his own gang members, killed out of envy. And like it just it struck me as something interesting because I really was uh, integrated in his music for years, like every day, just throwing the earbud on. You know, Nipsey was like first thing I put on in the morning. Uh, so, like seeing him die was something that uh, kind of struck a chord in me. So, like, he left behind like a legacy and a message in his music. And yeah. I came to a point where um, I just kind of refused to let that stay on the ground. So, I picked it up and tried to, you know, understand him the best I could and run with it. All my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle, pay the price. Want a slice, got to roll the dice. That's why, all my life, I've been grinding all my life. Look, all my life, been grinding all my life one slice all my life i
0: all my life to you were listening to him for ten years and you started rapping and were inspired by him and after his murder last year, you were like i'm going to start doing what he was doing
1: yeah, I think it was more of. In my own way, but still pushing his message, you know, there was something that, uh, you know, I was always interested in the message that he painted because it was always optimistic, you know, it was always about life and optimistic. And there was one quote that he always said that always stuck with me. And that was, uh, you got to have faith in what you're doing and not take no for an answer. And that's, <laughs> that's something interesting, though, because I've pushed that with my music and it keeps, uh, it keeps manifesting in positive ways.
0: I love it. Yeah, you shouldn't take no for an answer. And um, if you really believe in what you're doing, you just got to keep moving forward and never quit. So I like that. What was there anything else? Like, was there more to his message or what have you integrated into like your, your message that you've integrated with his?
1: That's interesting. So uh, I I had a long talk uh, with Tony about that one night.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And uh, I think the message that, Really what it is is pursue your passion, you know, like despite anything like when he broke out of the culture, you know, people what he was rapping about was real live stuff. Like he has a couple tracks that are out that are are really interesting. Like his victory lap album was like crushing, which was the one before where they right before he was murdered.
0: Right.
1: Um, but I honestly think that uh, there was one that he had that was called. uh, uh bullets ain't got no names hey, yeah. and that was interesting because it really explained like the gang culture and that's foreign to me over here because I'm in like the Pacific Northwest so that's not something I see too much up here you know but yeah. when I spent my time in LA uh, in in San Diego uh, working I really kind of felt that culture and what it was about and like the suffering that he went through was on another level
0: yeah okay and it comes through in his music you can, you can relate to that
1: Watch a twerk. Put him in the dirt. Now he murk. Yeah, I'm feeling weird. I popped the pert. Roll up the herb, Have some syrup. Still sipping the same. Still dripping the same. Pour me a whiskey and soda. Yeah, I can relate to the suffering. Like I can I can really uh, the message that he's trying to push is like, you know, become the best. You know, if you if you paint, if you paint your truth, it's the best pathway to your best self. And that I think I think that's I think that was something he was really trying to push. So like I have a lot of inspiring tracks. Like I have one called mm-hmm. Jack to a King that is basically mm-hmm. like if you invest in yourself, you'll become a better person. Yeah. And, you know, it's like even mentally, like if you're not in the right spot, invest in yourself and you'll get your head right.
0: Well, I think that's all we need to hear. Thanks for being on the podcast. No, I'm only kidding. <laughs> that, <laughs> that, that's like, that's a killer line. Like, And it, it kind of, like, obviously it makes sense, I think, when you say it, but it's so good to hear. Yeah. Know? And it, we need people like you go out there spreading that message that, you know, when it's said, the truth hits hard. But we need reminders all the time and we need to keep encouraging each other. And um, I can hear you doing that. When did you write your first song? Do you remember that story?
1: Yeah, Um, the first song I ever wrote was called V. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it was about a relationship that I went through. Uh, I have three boys, two of them my youngest are with uh, It's Their Mother. And I went through a very toxic relationship, and I put together four tracks for an EP that I plan on releasing in the future. Um, The tracks on there are Scars, Demons, uh, V, and Moving On. So I kind of put together something that's an experience that people that came from toxic relationships can relate to. The scars, mm-hmm. the the real deep integrated like pain that you bleed from that when you walk away, like mm. people can relate to it. And that's what I'm trying to push with the music is I want people to heal.
0: Yeah. And that's what music does, doesn't it? It heals us. It's absolutely amazing. The power of music. So V was your first song and... Was there something that made you go, "Oh, I can do this"? Like, um, or is it just is is songwriting something that you always thought I can? You know, it's a part of who you are. Where does it spark?
1: I think it's a little of both. When I was a younger child, uh, I used to write poems to my grandfather before he passed, and he passed at eight years old. So, like, I used to Mm -hmm. write him just small poems. You know, like every time I was over there, and I kind of let it go for a little bit. You know, went the education route, but then I started rapping and. Things started coming together, but I never recorded. you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then when that hit me, I really put down a full song and a real production and decided to go my own route with it.
0: Yeah, that's cool. I did a lot of poetry when I was younger as well, and I thought the world of anyone who could, like, write a song, I just thought it was the most amazing thing when I was younger. But I also thought it was something that only gods could do, you know? No. <laughs> I thought it was, like, an <laughs> unachievable thing that these, like, amazing people that have some sort of different DNA to me, Um, it was just so unbelievable and unachievable that it would be something I could ever do. That when I started writing music, it kind of happened naturally, I think, just because I was, I don't know, like like you said, you get absorbed into people around you that are doing it and into the music you love. And, yeah, you just, I don't know, it becomes a part of your DNA, doesn't it?
1: It does. Yeah, it does. Mm. Uh, Something that is interesting is uh, when I first wrote scars, that was the first one that me and Tony decided to collaborate on. Mm. And uh, he had sent me a Facebook video of him uh, just recording his own rap with uh, the, uh, the second verse running empty. Mm. And I mean, that's all I had to hear. And I knew that we were going to be doing two albums. Like I mean, it was like, he Mm. could relate to me on that level with through that pain that I experienced that well that I was like, okay, like this guy's got some, uh <laughs> this guy's got some experience too.
0: Yeah. I oh, mean, I'm really excited to hear. We'll see what's going to happen with your music. I, I want to know, what is it that if there was like one core message that people will get from your music and people will feel when they're listening to it, what's, what's the BMC? Message to people who are listening to his art.
1: BMC message. Mm. Build the legacy before your ass hit the grave. That's that's real because a lot of people have talked to me and they say, you know, I want to do a podcast, I want to do this, I want to do that. And it's Mm. from the music stamp, like in a big perspective, I think that's what people should do is just follow their, you know, follow their passion. Mm. You know, yeah, just do it. Like there is no like I mean, look with me. I have like a professional career, like as a respiratory therapist mm-hmm. in an ICU. I gotta separate the music,
0: mm-hmm. like
1: because I'm I'm a rapper. I gotta separate that music and keep that professional role. Yeah. So we it's need like
0: you at the moment in that area.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, know. It's been a little crazy out here right now, but yeah, yeah it's uh, it's interesting. Um, on another note, though, uh, I've been collaborating with a, uh, some artists that are interesting. So there's this uh, gentleman named Joel Simshella, and he's mm-hmm. from Zambia. Uh, And he recorded on his like little tiny flip phone through a microphone and sent it to me. And I ended up having it produced for a track called fall for me. That's actually my first love song. And I'm hoping I'm going to drop that first. So I'm definitely going to leave you a link on that.
0: Yeah. Sweet. So, um, how, how are you collaborating? Like, do you, you produce your music as well, or you got someone that does that for you?
1: (laughs) I actually do a lot of my own production. So, um, I collaborate through Band Lab mostly. Uh and I, I found that mm-hmm. interesting because a lot of the youth is on there. So you find a oh, lot yeah. of young artists. Uh there's a uh an artist called Lil Cash that uh he did a couple tracks with me and I like he's from Illinois or uh and there was another um artist named Blaze Star that he's from Texas. Yeah. Uh De from Vancouver, Washington, Last Dawn. He's uh he's from Arizona. Like all these people all over the place are able to collaborate from so far on one track. I collaborate, I I use, um, I produce with FL studio. Mm -hmm. Um, that's just how I kind of run, but I do my own production, but, um, DeLeo, I usually lean on him because he's a little bit local to me. So I can, Mm -hmm. you know, we can collaborate as producers too.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, the, the quality of your tracks are really decent. So, um, yeah, you no, know, you're doing a really good job, and collaboration is key, isn't it? Getting the right people to work with.
1: Um, I, I yeah. would say so. Yeah, it's honestly with BandLab, you see a lot of b- artists that have like you know empty lyrics. They're just generic, just lyrics. Like they're they're doing it for the money, not the passion. You can tell yeah. through artists yeah. who's who wants the the who wants it for the passion versus the cash.
0: Yeah, and it, I think I've, I I always find it a bit funny when I see people trying to do music for the money because. <laughs> because It's just not the industry to get into if you're trying to make a lot of money, (laughs) really.
1: (laughs) Right. Well, there was something that my grandpa used to tell me. He says, if if, if you're doing it for the money, that's the quickest way not to get it. (laughs) It's true, though. It's true. it's
0: so true. Actually, I think that's kind of true in any industry. Like, if you're doing anything for money, and this is just my opinion, but I've done like a lot of different jobs, I think if you're doing it for the money, it'll never be enough money and you'll get sick of it really quickly. because. In reality, I think people who have money want more. And then, you know, if you don't have any, then, you know, you desperately need some for survival, but it's never enough. It's not like, I don't know of anyone that's like, oh yeah, I have enough money now. Like they, <laughs> it's one Yeah, of those especially things.
1: in these times right now, for sure. I mean, it's <laughs> yeah. like, it's hard on everybody with the economy, but I mean, yeah, it's, I, I honestly, I produce for my uh, my collaborators for free. Like I don't charge them anything. Wow. I'm just doing it for the music, like, I don't I have set things up where, you know, $100 attract to, you know, produce, but I'm talking about somebody that's up there like anybody that's local, or I feel their music like yeah, hop on for free, like I don't charge anybody.
0: Wow. Well, that's I, I a got, very very generous offer. I got a vi- <laughs> I got
1: a vision of like an independent label, like 10K productions. You can produce from, you know,
0: anywhere around the
1: world and mix up, I mean the the stuff that the the Substance that I've seen from rappers from ten thousand miles away or in mm-hmm. Zambia is something that I've never seen in the U.S. So it's it's something I kind of want to bring to home. You know,
0: that's awesome. I actually went to a gig last year and I met this um, a duo rapper group from Adelaide in Australia, and their message was so positive and all about love and just compassion and all the things that my music is about. Even though I, I'm not a rapper. And I was just like, you know what, that would be so cool. And we actually ended up, we're now producing out my first ever, like they're rapping and I've got like a singer songwriter bit in the middle of it. Um, I don't know if you ever do that sort of thing, but I'm really excited to see that collaboration come together because we're artists that have the same message, even though we're from completely different genres, it's going to sort of, I don't know, be really cool to mix well.
1: Yeah, that's a, that's an interesting thing. It's been hard for me to mix with because, uh, Joel from Zambia, he's got like a really like high pitch, like, you know, soprano voice. And I've never worked wow. with, you know, someone that sings. So trying to yeah. dial him in the F- FL studio, you know, that really puts my like, my production skills like to test. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and it's hard to kind of throw a love song because I've always kind of always painted a story. You know what I mean? Mm. So I have to paint like a love story. It's something I haven't done. You know what I mean? Been able to like, yeah. So that's going to be interesting.
0: So what's the best advice that you've ever been given around in the music industry?
1: The, the best advice I've ever been given is mm. the people from the bottom tie a double knot with. The people that believe in you, they don't even have to be somebody that's collaborating with you. Mm. Um, even if it's just somebody that believes in you from the bottom, make sure that you tie that double knot and you you make sure you care about them because they were there when nobody else was listening. make it hard just to lock your eyes. the most to see little baby Walked away from a demon, but I still crave your lies. Boost me up.
0: Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, if you float to the top, if you tie that double knot, you won't float away.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. It keeps you grounded too, though, because like those type of people that keep you grounded, because when you get to actually sit down and have deep conversations with them. Like there's an yeah. Armenian gentleman named uh Hagop Kerikin that uh, he lives in Portland, Oregon with me. And I get to sit down and have really like deep conversations with that person. He takes in my music and gives me feedbacks. So he'll tell me, you know, your music sucks, you know, like <laughs> he'll tell me if, you know, you need to fix this or whatever. Like he's honest with me and it's that's what I got respect for is like the authenticity and you know, the honesty in my music and, and the yeah. people that I tie double knots with. That's just how it is.
0: Oh, honesty is such so important. And I think in this industry, I've found when I've been producing music, some people are too afraid to be honest. You know, like maybe they don't like it and maybe there's something in there that they wouldn't have done, but they don't say that. They just go, oh, yeah, it's great. Well done. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I mean, we live in like a weird time too with social media, so culture is definitely weird right now. But, I mean, it's... It's interesting. I don't know. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of people that I've noticed that I could I would give advice to somebody that was starting music to not listen to the people around them.
0: Yeah, because yeah, it's true.
1: it's weird that like my family. I will tell you, my family does not support my music. They're like, you should just keep going for the medical field like this. I'm like, no, I'm not really feeling it. I want to go to art. I want to do art. You know, I got to take yeah. a step back. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it's it's a little crazy, but I would say don't listen to the people that doubt you. Just keep pushing. Keep pushing.
0: So true, and I've talked to quite a few people in the industry, and like my I did a medical degree, and nice okay. art, art is my passion, and I've had nice. like an, all my family are like te- teachers, lawyers, or doctors. Like that's essentially my extended <laughs> family, and I'm like the only artist. Um, although they're all very creative, but it's not like a career for them.
1: And okay, okay,
0: so, so it isn't seen as something that people do professionally you know that this is something that you do in your spare time or on the weekends it's not something that you <laughs> you quit your day job for and i have noticed that that is so true not just for me but for everyone like the the people that you think should support you like your friends and family they know you as you know the little kid or the person they went to school with <laughs> or whatever it is they don't know you as an artist and it can be very hard for them to be able to support you in that way or or to see you in that way when all they've ever known you as who you were before you started being an artist. Um And I think, yeah, it's good to be able to separate yourself from that emotional connection that, you know, yes, ideally friends and family should be our number one fans and supporters. And I love it when I see artists who have like really supportive parents and their parents of like, you know push them down music because they see that they love it and they just encourage them and do everything for them. I'm just like, good on yeah. you. It's amazing. Yeah, hundred um, percent. It doesn't happen all the time, you know, and that's also Right. Okay. right. Yeah. Um, what about with collaborating and co-writing? Have you done a lot of co-writing with your music? You said you're working with these other guys. Is that what you're doing, co-writing?
1: Yeah. So, uh, I am actually a co-writing. So there's a, uh, I'll give you the last dawn, for example. Uh, he's actually only 15 years old. He's a young, young wow. kid with a lot of, he's a poet and I know he's got it in him. I can every, every, every verse he drops is like an ounce of gold. I swear. Like, Wow, Um, I'm really good at editing his voice. Uh, He's so he's only really taken in Tupac, like that's all. Like (laughs) he's just like straight Tupac. Like I'm straight Nipsey, and it's just kind of weird to have his connection because I'm like, dang, we both kind of look up to two dead rappers. Like that's kind of (laughs) interesting. You know what I mean? Like realistically, and they Mm -hmm. were both like, uh, I don't want to say like prolific. That wouldn't be the right word, but they were just very different in their you know in their industry.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, I would say also like uh like Blade Star from Texas. Uh he's interesting. So he invited me to a band called Goldmind. And I I, I actually only joined them kind of as a producer because I had him on a track called Drippin' that I uh that I sent over. Uh that's a that's actually a really good track that um we picked up from DeLeo. He created that beat. So it's been kind of nice to um see like a co collaboration on a beat, but also a co-collaboration within the US because I really haven't done much of that. Yeah, it's mostly been like uh, like little cash. I just actually looked him up. Sorry, uh, Lil cash. He's from Poland, actually. So he, he's a oh, bit wow. away from me, too. So uh, he's actually what, 17 years old. He's a young kid, too. I mean, a lot of these a lot of the youth is where you see the good art. It's just there's a lot of pressure on them to not follow it. And so what I yeah. do is I, I, I promote the music like they give me a verse. I'll completely turn it around and produce it and give it back. And a lot oh, of times wow. like these, I, I don't think a lot of times these, uh, these artists like see that, Yeah. like, you know, with their music, cause they're recording on a phone onto an app. And so when they get it pushed back on there and they have something to promote for their page and pin to the top, like that's something yeah. like, that's me tying a double knot with somebody. That's Aww. me saying, I'm going to reach yeah. out and give you value so you can give it back to me and we can make something here. I that's love the way that, no, that's the way I approach it. I mean, like when it comes to people too, this is a, a lot of problem with culture. It's like, I approach every single person, with yeah. the idea that they may know something that I do not, so I can wake, or so I can walk away from the conversation less ignorant than when I walked in. You see yeah. what I mean?
0: We well, welcome to the podcast. That's yeah. <laughs> pretty much pretty much all I'm doing is I'm just I learn something new from every single person I talk to. That's and awesome. The brilliant thing about it being a podcast is that anyone else who wants to join, jump in the conversation, and learn all the stuff that I'm learning can just follow along and listen. You know and I, I don't I feel like I get to share and I'm not worried about being selfish or getting secrets to myself. Like anything I learn, I'm quite <laughs> happy to share with everyone because we lift each other up, you know. You do well, yeah, I do well. Yeah. And there's there's absolutely no value in pulling other people down because all it does is pull yourself down. And when you lift other people up, it lifts yourself up too, you know? And why wouldn't you do that?
1: yeah like why wouldn't you push for that you know and Mm. it's it's interesting to see like how like little motivation and encouragement people need like around you like you just give them a little bit of encouragement it goes a long way so it's like you know life is energy I just push it you know
0: (laughs) yeah and I I completely agree that in the, the traditional schooling setting I don't know what it's like in the states but in Australia we kind of degrade all arts essentially like at the end of the year if you did five art subjects versus someone who did five academic subjects mm-hmm. you would get a different mark oh it annoys me so we, the youth really do need encouragement so I love what you're doing with you know those 17 year olds and encouraging their spark of creativity that they've got
1: yeah, I think it's important. I mean, cause they got a lot to say, you know, they can't yeah. vote, you know, they, they don't, yeah. they don't have, they don't got much of a voice here in the States. So to, so mm-hmm. to like really relate with that, like to mm-hmm. relate with that perspective and just kind of step back out of myself as a shadow and see that, like, that's pretty interesting, you know, like to, you know, be in that perspective in these times that are unsettling, you know what I mean? Like that's a, yeah. the, the, what they put on paper and they put on the mic is something that I don't see from like main, you know, mainstream rappers. I don't see it from, it's just like gold that hasn't been dug up. You know, it's, it's really good.
0: Yeah, I'm a big believer that um, the best songs to ever be written haven't been written yet. You know, they're, they're out there in the minds of them, probably the youth. And I just can't wait to hear them, but um, we need people to have the courage to actually release it, to be able to hear it. Speaking of people starting out in songwriting, what advice would you give to a songwriter who is just starting out? Maybe they're young and they're not sure where to go or what to do, but they really want to be a songwriter.
1: I've seen this a lot actually because I follow a lot of like social media songwriting groups and a lot of people post up, help me write a song, help me write a song, you know, how do you write a song? And a lot of it yeah. is take a step back, like, what are you feeling? Like, yeah. you don't got to start with a beat. What are you feeling? Like, you've got a pen and a pad, you're sitting right there. What's on your mind? Write some words that come down, like, put something down, bleed it out on a paper, you know? And from there, what are you going to do with it? You know, I mean, there was there was uh, tracks that I've written that. I never released and took the lyrics from them and smashed them from three other songs and made something beautiful. So it's like I what I say is keep producing. Don't don't stop and worry about anything. Just keep going, keep going, keep going, because the more you just put out on the paper, the more you the more that you produce on the paper, the better it's going to get. It's only better from there. It's like practice makes perfect.
0: Yeah. And it starts with a feeling, doesn't it? That's what It does. Music is.
1: It starts with a feeling, emotion.
0: Yeah. It is. I did a, um, a podcast with Pat Patterson, and he is like the professor of songwriting at Berklee College in Boston. And he oh, said wow. um, that music doesn't mean anything. The lyrics mean something, but music, it feels. It's not, it doesn't mean you can't put a meaning on music. It mm-hmm. just feels. Feels and if that's if that's true and it's very um, you know philosophical, but if, mm-hmm. if you think about that sense and that's true that music only feels it does not mean anything, then mm-hmm. why wouldn't you start with a feeling when you're going to create a song? It makes sense. Start with the feeling. Work it out.
1: <laughs> no, yeah, I think that's what it is. I mean, like when it came, for example, my my track scars. It was actually about uh, you know an experience that I put together that I was feeling when I was first detaching myself from that toxic relationship. Yeah. And it was interesting to look back on that and not only see the, the flow of, you know, the actual flow of my rap, but to actually see like how it all fit. Like I was looking back at a memory and Mm -hmm. I think it's, I think it's interesting that like, that you, I think you can put meaning to a song, but I think that a lot of people don't understand how. I think yeah. that you have to. It's it's like painting a picture. The
0: lyrics, yeah. That the lyrics is is what adds meaning to
1: that, the song. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I think the beat is the canvas, and the mm-hmm. artist is just literally painting, and that's just how mm-hmm. it is, and th- that's how I see it from a big like birds like bird's eye view, like just from taking in other hip hop artists and rappers. You know, I think that's where I'm at with it. It's it's interesting to to see how another artist will paint a picture.
0: Yeah, and. I think that's one of the things I love about co-writing as well that your flavor essentially of music when it's mixed with <laughs> someone else's, you know, yes. you get this whole brand new flavor. It's like you get to cook up a storm that is only ever going to be created with those two or three influences put together and it's just magical.
1: And that's, that's what interest, uh, was interesting about Tony L. Dizzy. Uh, mm. uh, we've always said that the devil doesn't want us to produce our, our, our tracks <laughs> because uh, two days after I, I had contacted him, his laptop broke. So yeah. he could not record, could not do anything. I, I actually uh, had just picked up a laptop about a month ago with a microphone and shipped it all the way to Pretoria, South Africa, from uh, Portland, Oregon. So we're already set and ready to go to drop these EPs by the end of the year.
0: Wow, that's so, exciting.
1: I, when okay. I heard him, I knew that um, he. That I wouldn't because I could have gone and collaborated with anybody else. And a lot of people locally told me that, like, why aren't you collaborating with anybody else? Why all these people from Zambia, you know? And <laughs> <laughs> why are you collaborating yeah. with people from you know South Africa and Poland, and this and that? And I'm like, well, why not? Why not shoot yeah. for something you know that's different? Why not try and really understand what the music is like beyond yeah. beyond what hip hop is in the matrix of you know this mainstream society? You know, like yeah. what is it?
0: It's interesting. That's the real thing? And you're only going to break past those cultural barriers if you do talk to other people in different cultures and find out what those similarities and differences are.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. It's it's interesting mm-hmm. to see that, um, like my boy Joel from or uh, from Zambia. He's his world is totally different. Like he's video chat me at night and I'm like, dude, I can't see anything there. Like there's no (laughs) lights. Like you you got choppy reception. Like it's, it's, it's interesting to see the difference between living in the city here in Portland, you know, Mm. and somebody that's like literally out in the jungle way, way, way way far away.
0: It's amazing. I I commend you. Well done for sticking at it. Even, even though there's challenges with, you know, time differences and, technology and all that sort of stuff but at the same time we have what it takes to be able to do that now with with technology so it's exciting something yeah, you can be first from that so that's cool yeah You've got to use all your tools
1: <laughs> yeah i've been very thankful for technology that's for sure for sure <laughs> uh uh without technology i would have never met tony you know and this would have never started so
0: ah, uh, everything happens for a reason at the right it time I reckon. Yeah. it's fate <laughs> If you could co-write with anyone in the world, dead or alive, I feel like I'm not going to know the answer to this one. But who would it be, and why?
1: <laughs> oh boy! You know, I know, I, I'm pretty sure you were guessing that Nipsey was going to come right out of my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and Nipsey would probably be my number one choice because I think that the perspective from the West Coast of the North and the South would be really interesting. Like to mm-hmm. hear like, uh, the gang activity there versus the crime and stuff that I see here. Like, this is like a protest town. So like through the George Floyd protests, like we had over a hundred nights of, you know, straight protesting. Like, I mean, it's a huge protest town. So like to see the, the differences and similarities between LA and Portland was interesting, like Mm. through this whole like year, basically.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's been, um, it's been really great. We've had like I feel like we've had like a really mild version of that over here. Like we've definitely Mm. had um, some activists jump on the whole thing um, to a degree. And then it happened in Melbourne and then they had a second wave of COVID. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) And then they all got locked down for three months or whatever it was. But um, yeah, that was (laughs) fun. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And like, but at the same time, it's like, I don't know. Yeah. I, I honestly have no idea. I've just, I've been so separated from, and like we don't have guns here, you know. Like we're mm. we're kind of. I feel really blessed that we are where we are, and honestly, I think a lot of Australians um, are quite happy that that's the way it is. But uh, yeah, I bet that's, that think, sounds like, very peaceful. <laughs> it's pretty pretty chilled. I have a good lifestyle, but like we when we see stuff that goes over there, like with the protests, it was like I don't know. It's just so culturally different to what you know, we have versus what you guys have got going on over there. And yet I imagine it's because of the cultural differences and, and the racism and everything that was going on. That's the reason, you know, you have to stand up and it does take the power of people to stand together, to make change happen.
1: And, you know, I was, that's interesting. That sparks with me. Uh, I actually have a track called no justice, no peace about George Floyd about him getting Mm. choked out. Um, And I was really upset about that because I was going through all this, you know, uh, working at the hospital, seeing this all go down from the TV, you know, and just seeing like what was going on. And I I kind of read the situation from like a step back view. Mm -hmm. Uh, I wrote the track and I'm collaborating with Tony O'Dizzy from South Africa because I wanted to know his perspective on the situation. And we talked about it. Yeah. And yeah. um, and what he told me is he's like, he's he says it's nothing new than what we see here because he's like, we have a whole town that is whites only. And I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. Like that's insane because like I've been to LA, San Diego, like Portland, like, you yeah. know, we're all mixed and integrated. Like we're yeah. all we're all cool here. So like to see something like that, you know, and then to see it from both of our perspectives on that track is really interesting. That's gonna be dropping on Thanksgiving, actually, this year.
0: Yeah, no justice, no peace. No justice, no peace.
1: No love. Be up wow. in these streets.
0: Oh man, you're just giving me tingles all the way through my body. I think what you're doing <laughs> is powerful stuff, and you're probably right. The devil probably doesn't want your music no, out. No,
1: no. But what's what's the you know? There's nothing better to aim for. You know how high yeah. how if a, how high you aim is. You know how far can that go? You yeah. know how far can that go in life? How far can that push? So that's what I'm about.
0: I think everyone should have the goal in life to piss off the devil. If
1: yeah, 100%,
0: 100%. Be kind 100%. and you can never be too kind, you know. Be too much love and too much kindness, you're going to piss him off real quick.
1: Yeah, um, don't don't, <laughs> be, don't be don't be sparking his wires. That's messed up. That's messed up. He he um, his revenge on you.
0: Oh, I love it. Well, <laughs> I've asked all the questions I have to ask. But is there anything else that you wanted to share? Um, about your music or your songwriting processes or anything about what's coming on and what your goals are for your music.
1: Yeah, so okay, all together I've got four EPs or two albums and two EPs coming out. Um, wow. The two with uh two uh, with Tony O'Dizzy, Nine Hours mm-hmm. Away, um, Two Worlds. Uh, I've got a multi. So this is interesting. I've got a, a multi artist collaboration called The Matrix. Yep. And uh, what what the Matrix is is kind of like uh this the track itself is. An explanation of uh, kind of the illusion that's been pulled over our eyes with society and culture, mm. but uh, the um, tracks that are on it is like one of them is called eighteen twenty flow, and I almost na- named it Beethoven, <laughs> but it uh, because it has one of Beethoven's uh, actual symphonies remixed with some eight oh eight bass, and it just sounds really clean.
0: Awesome! Um, I love him.
1: Yeah. So one from, uh, called 1820 flow, um, one that's called 1920 flow. That's actually, um, the beginning of it is actually a remix of like 1920s Mickey mouse haunted house cartoon. So it's, okay. it, it, wow. it bring, it, it's, it, it, you'd have to hear it. It's one of my favorite tracks actually, because my grandmother, I, I kind of interviewed her and was like, what was the 1920s? Like, so I can paint a picture of history from my eyes. Wow. And so I learned a lot from her in that. So being able to write all that down and get that it's it's interesting like
0: what was that um, one called?
1: That one was called 1920 flow. Uh they're all they're all just yeah, it's just and there's no hooks to them. It's all freestyles from either uh from three different artists, me and two other artists
0: yeah cool all right
1: so it's gonna be interesting it goes all the way to you know like a 1990 flow that's got like a tupac kind of nice like nice club vibe you know like a little different yeah. so it's it's got a mix of everything so um the last ep creative. that i got going is moving on and that's with a guy uh named parish that i actually mm-hmm. linked up with on band lab uh he was trying to kind of paint more of like a heartbreak type uh ep so i've been working with him too so there's a lot to come for sure
0: but well, I mean, just, just a couple of EPs and albums, you know, just like everyone has when they first release music on Spotify. I'm yeah. completely sarcastic. <laughs> <That's, Yeah. laughs> it sounds like you've been really working really, really hard. And, um, yeah, definitely you know, what, what you've sent through so far. I really love what you've got. And I'm really excited to see. How it is received by the world and the digital world, and also just received by the different cultures as well. Like whether there's yeah. a spike in one side or the other, or whether it's about the same. Who knows? But yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to hearing that. Well done for all your hard work, and on top of that, being a respiratory. What was it? A respiratory, a respiratory
1: therapist. If you want to um, give me like the real like professional term, you can call me a respiratory care practitioner. But I'll take okay. I'll take I'll take respiratory therapist or RT. That's usually what I go by.
0: There's someone who helps us breathe better. I'm just gonna stick yeah that. <laughs> yes,
1: yep. I see you. I see you in the uh ER or the ICU. That's usually where I see people. So
0: Oh man. So you're you're right there at the um critical care point, you know. That's
1: yeah, head of the bed.
0: Oh, seeing it all. Well, well <laughs> done for and thank you for all of your hard work. And I'm sure that there's so many people out there that would wanna thank you for that. Um, but also I'm looking forward to hearing your art be presented to the world because it sounds like people need to hear it and i want to hear more of it um yeah and so thank you so much for sharing on the podcast and being a part of this and being my first rapper because you've got of a, course. Whole nother, a whole other a whole other part of the music industry that you know i'm not that integrated into so i know nothing about it but it's still music you know and there's still that power behind the lyrics and it, how it all comes together and you're still collaborating and yeah it's absolutely wonderful so thank you so much for sharing
1: Hey, thank you. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I look forward to speaking with you again for sure when everything's out.
0: Yes, we'll do a part two. Yeah, BMC. we'll do a part two. I'm <laughs> BMC
1: part two. I'll be, I'll be your first rapper for sure.
0: Well, you already are now. But um, yeah, no, thank you so much. And um, I'll make sure I put all of your socials and everything so people can go check you out and follow you so that when your stuff is out and ready, um, they can be the first ones to know.
1: Wonderful. Also I'll leave some links to my band lab where you can actually hear like snippets and demos. So if people want to listen in, feel free. Perfect.
0: Yeah, perfect. All right, great. We'll put all that in the description and thank you.
1: All right, thank you.
0: Thanks for joining our songwriter Tris today. To join the family and keep up to date with future podcasts, you can follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Twitter please leave a review and subscribe. To support the podcast or contact me or our guests, please go to the website, songwritertrists.com.